Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, August 6, 2020. Got a little bit of a late start today. For some reason, I couldn't get my bumper music to fire up. And uh, it started on the play or on the uh, live stream really slow for some reason. But anyway, we are live and we're plugging along. So this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. And I'm going to sidestep some of the uh, the stuff here because, quite honestly, today it really doesn't apply because Mike Gaddy is going to be our guest. So I won't go through all the nutritional stuff. I just will say visit the website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And um, check out the information there. All the products we talk about. Sorry about that. Goobers in the throat. All the products we talk about, like the Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD oils, the Stem Enhanced Ultra by Cerule, the X39 Patch by LifeWave, the uh, Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab, and the Coffee I Drink Gano XL Classic. They're all there. They're all covered by money-back guarantees. So if you try something and don't like it, you can get a refund. Chances are that's not going to happen, but it is there just in case. And uh, besides that, if you have any questions, hit the Contact Me button, send me an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quick as we can and get you on the right track and get whatever questions you have answered. Um, check out the Radio Shows tab. Top of the page is the uh, archive page set up through castbox.fm. And uh, scroll down a little bit further, you'll see the information on all the shows we do, when they are on, how do you listen, all that kind of stuff. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the uh, Facebook button set up for the show, as well as the chat room. And today, uh, if you want to call into the show, it's 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. Last time, 614-426-8787. Or if you're on Skype, Go to Sarge45ACP, that's S-A-R-G-E, the number is 45, the letters A-C-P as in Paul. Send a contact request, mention your listener, we'll get you approved, and you'll be able to call in anytime after that with uh, excellent audio quality. So we're going to see if we can't get Mike Gaddy on the line here and start our show. Hey, good afternoon, Hello, Mike. Can you hear me, Jim? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good for an older guy. <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, I know the feeling. And uh, good to have you. Hopefully, Robert will be able to call in. I don't know if he's got to work today or not, but it's always great when he calls in. He always adds a lot to the show. And uh, for that matter, anybody else has questions, make sure you uh, call in and speak of the devil. <laughs> there he is. Hey, Robert. I love this. It says Robert missed the call, but I'm sure he's in there. You there, Robert? Hello. Hey, there you are. Cool. All righty. Well, we got a threesome. Hey, Robert. I'll do. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm well, and you? Well, if I was any better, I'd be illegal in your state. What okay. about yours? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't want to talk about where he's got the jurisdiction at. <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. let's forget that jurisdictional issue. Oh, okay. I thought Before it might be we... interesting to talk a little bit about, about vaccines 
You know, I just read an article this morning on uh, Natural News where this is interesting. Uh, first off, if you're paying taxes, you're funding coronavirus vaccines while you're making big pharma executives even richer, which is, you know, goes without saying. But one of the other things I found interesting, if I can find it out here, government is conducting clinical trials to learn how best to manipulate Americans into taking COVID-19 vaccines and shots. And, uh, you know, good, the good news is the, uh, the number of people willing to take the, the vaccines over the last several months have been dropping. It started out around good. 55% earlier this year. And it dropped to uh, 50% a month later than 46% in July. And uh, by the end of July, it was 42%. So they're trying to figure out how to um, sucker people into taking the things. And they've got quite the uh, scientific studies going on here, um, you know, for to try and brainwash the masses, I guess, is the best way to put it. And uh, you know, see where we go. But... Uh, <laughs> I just saw the other day uh, Judge Janine Pirro came out and said she's not taking the vaccine, and I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm sure you two aren't, So, and I no, bet most of the listeners no. to the show aren't, but um, they're going to try and bombard us with things to make us we feel are. guilty or uh, nasty and all that kind of stuff or appeal to our altruistic yeah. um, oh, nature. Gosh. Hey, Jim, I'm a... Uh... Go ahead, Mike. Oh, did we lose him? I'm not sure. It's not saying he dropped. Oh, did we lose him here? I'm not sure. Mike, well, you there? Uh, guys, one of the things that troubles me, and uh, I think it was, I think it was about this time last week, uh, one of the things Mike, that troubles me is, hey, guys, can can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're a little garbled. Can you gone. hear me? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Go ahead, Mike. We can hear you. Uh-oh. Mike Getty. Yeah, the last couple of weeks we've been having internet connection issues. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you, Mike. Hmm. It's been working well up till now. Something going on. Wow. Making sure wow. my settings are good. Well, I think what we may do is I'm going to knock him off and call him back. Hate to do that, but. Yeah. Can you call him on his mobile, James? And then. I don't have his mobile number, unfortunately. I can only call him on Skype. Oh. I. Mike, you there? Hmm. Says he's connected. I have it. I'll shoot it to you on... Um, okay. Oh, Scott, hang on a second. I hope it's still good. Okay, let's see here. Let me see here. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. How do I? Okay. Message. Okay. Right. Uh, let's see. Right. 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 And then. Right. 
try that, James. Okay. Let's get out of this. Message. That's weird. It's not showing anything. Hmm. Oh, you don't see it? No. Fudge. Thought I sent a message. Uh, okay, let me let me try a really quick email then. Hang on one second. That's strange. Now it says Mike Gaddy is unavailable. Uh oh. Okay. Oh, what you got? I'm gonna see uh, if I can connect him again this way. I hate when that stuff happens, but. That's yeah. live radio. Yeah, the last couple of weeks we've had a lot of issues with his internet connection. It just, and it never fails. It was right when it was really good stuff that the the other side don't want us to hear, and all of a sudden it would get all garbled and whatnot. Had to reconnect. Yeah, I was listening to you last Thursday, and it was it was kind of garbled. And email's not coming through. Great. Uh, I I had sent it. I had sent it. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Hey, can you hear me now? Hey, there we are. There I can are. hear you. Oh wow! I had yeah. to change a bunch of stuff. Man, this is this is really crazy. <laughs> that is. You're telling me. That is. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, well, the thing I was statement about operation warp speed is I said he was going to use every soldier to deliver the coronavirus vaccine to the US population. There's nothing in there whatsoever. For for good reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, because the founders, there's nothing they feared more, at least the anti-federalists, there's nothing they feared more than a, a standing army exactly for this reason. Yeah, and now we know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that and collecting taxes, which they said, you know, but, uh, you know, if we go back to Patrick Henry, Patrick Henry called uh, the uh, federal sheriffs and fe and state sheriffs and he's basically that was his standing army too. It was uh, mm -hmm. basically he was describing bureaucrats because there was no word for the FBI and the DEA and all that other stuff back then. No, of course not. That that was to come much later. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Henry said in the Virginia Ratification Convention that the federal sheriffs will eat out your sustenance, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Yeah. Uh, can I say any more than the IRS? <laughs> really? uh, no, that, enough said, brother. Back on the air? Yeah, we're back on the air. I accidentally bumped the recording button, so all the you know part of the recording is not going to be uh, there, probably a, maybe 30 seconds worth. But um, I caught that, and but it's back on now. Uh, this goofy butt. I restarted it, and, of course, it changed the settings on me, so when it was running, it wasn't picking up the feed. So I had to reset it again and check and make the right settings. This goofy thing, I don't know why it keeps doing that, but anyway, everything's working now. So <laughs> Too much fun, guys. Too much fun. I'll tell you what. There's uh, just when just things get going and the information starts flowing, that's when everything goes haywire. <laughs> Story of my uh, life. Guys, I am, I am on three or four talk 
show programs. And let me tell you how many times that's happened to me, especially when I start talking about certain subjects. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to say there's any conspiracy out there, but <laughs> something's going on. Exactly. I see your archives. Okay. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah, uh, gentlemen, on a, on a kind of tangential note, but somewhat connected, I just got out of the dentist chair for my biannual cleaning. Mm-hmm. And prior to sitting down, she instructed me to gargle or rinse. Yeah, they did the same thing to me last week when I was in there. With hydrogen peroxide? I'm not sure what it was. I should have asked. And and I said, so, okay, so why did I do that? She said, well, hydrogen peroxide kind of kills the viruses. So I laughed. I said, okay, so we're all scared of this damn virus, which can be easily killed by hydrogen peroxide. And then we both laughed. (laughs) exactly you know the people that are doing this stuff they know that this whole thing is a a big hoax and that you know there's something real but it's nothing to worry about and there's all kinds of natural stuff that can deal with it hydrogen peroxide uh, chlorine dioxide colloidal silver essential oils nutrition all these different things can deal with this stuff with no problem and of course that's why they're so down on hydroxychloroquine, because it not only kills it you know, 100% of the time, but it also works yeah. as a prophylactic. And when you have those two functions, there's no need for vaccine. So we can't have that information out there because we got to push a vaccine. And why do they have to yeah. have that besides making money yeah. and probably killing people? Uh, those are the yeah. two hey, reasons Jim? for it. And your tax dollars, got- if you're paying taxes, go to that stuff. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. I got a question. I got a question. Trump has said he knows this stuff fights, uh, that hydrochloroquine fights uh, and basically does what we need done with the COVID-19. So why is he pushing warp speed for a vaccine? You know, you say Trump is the one. I didn't hear you say who was pushing. I'm assuming it was Trump. Is that right? Right. Yeah. That's correct. Pressure. That's my thing. You know, because people are so brain dead and spoon fed that you've got everybody else and his brother that are pushing all these things. And he's under the under pressure to perform, so to speak. And I don't know that he feels comfortable at this point. You know, if it was me, I'd say, and well, there ain't going to be a vaccine because A, it's not needed. B, it doesn't work. And anybody that, you know, wants a vaccine, go find your own. You know, we're not The thing that makes me mad is he's putting federal dollars into it, billions and billions. And uh, that's something that I'm not crazy at all about. And I, I think it's one of those things he's on the wave and he's got to ride it. Um, and there's well, only certain things point, he can, my, you know, impose. My point, Jim, would be this. My point would be this. If he doesn't have the guts to stand up to the American people when he knows it's right, he shouldn't be president. I don't argue that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't argue Agreed. that a bit. Agreed. But the fact he's there Agreed. and, you know, what are our options? You know, that's, that's hey, the biggest isn't he problem. The guy that, isn't he the guy that, uh, that made Fauci the head of this thing? Well, Fauci was already part of it. You know, he was part of the NIH and... You know, for some reason, and I don't know why, you know, Trump is just, you know, they went to, okay, here's the NIH, bring these people in to discuss it. I don't know that 
Trump ever really dealt with a guy or knew who he was before this started. And, uh, you know, I know he's not a fan of the dude, even though he says they have a good working relationship. But I think he would love to cut him loose. I just wish he would. Um, Why not just cut him? You know, that's... <laughs> yeah, send him my way. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, I it what appears to me is when Trump works on it by his gut, he does pretty well. But when he listens to the advisors around him, that's when the problems start. And I honestly think that that's what's going on here is he's got advisors saying that, oh, you got to push for a vaccine. Everybody wants a vaccine. And he's doing what people are telling me needs to do uh, rather than just, you know, because I know he's not a fan of them. He doesn't take them himself. And that's the thing that's got me wondering if he's actually going to take a vac- the vaccine when it comes out. Now, I do have it on uh, pretty good authority from my government attorney guy that there usually are two vaccines. You have one for the general public that's loaded with all the crap, and then you have another one that the intelligentsia and the, the big people get that is a clean vaccine that doesn't have all the garbage in it. It's just what is, whatever is necessary to make it do its thing. And again, you know, if I was Trump, I would be leery about anything being injected into me because, I mean, as many times as people have tried to kill that dude, what better way than, yeah, we'll load him up with a vaccine and it'll kill him. Kills everybody. Um, He's a son who's autistic, I think. So that right there ought to make him nervous. That's one of the reasons he's not a fan of it, from what I understand, is, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Well, guys, I got another question. Go ahead. Baron. My question is, who's running the country, Trump or his advisors? <laughs> that changes on a day-to-day basis, I think. Um, and that would be another thing to look into. Uh, I have heard things about the uh, FEMA stuff that was rolled out that supposedly takes power out of his hands and puts it in the hands of FEMA. Now, I don't know if there's some kind of, you know, it's, it's unconstitutional, obviously, because it's a statutory thing. But um, I've heard that, you know, brought up several times where he's not really in control. It's FEMA that's running things right now um, because of the national emergency being declared and all that kind of crap. And again, you guys I don't familiar know. with the continuity of government? COG? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what we know. The constant continuity of government was brought in, in on September the 12th of 2001. That put the uh, Constitution and the Bill of Rights uh, off the table. It put everything under control of government. George, George W. Bush in, uh, reinstituted that twice or reaffirmed it twice. Obama reaffirmed it all during his administration, and I can't find out whether Trump did or not. So if Trump hasn't discontinued the continuity of government routine it's that was implemented on September 12th, it's still in effect. Yep. Okay, that's a good possibility. That would mean mean they're still running the show and the president is a puppet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, how much of it does it, uh, does that affect everything? You know, like the, what was it, the PPP thing and that he got us out of and all the other junk, or the TPP, I guess it was, the Trans-Pacific Partnership yeah, you know, I right. that's the thing I wonder about how much of it does it really affect if it is in fact in there and 
but I it was my understanding that people were saying it was something he did recently that invoked. It might have been that he, that's when he did it to bring it back into play. I don't know, but that there was a talk that somehow in the last couple of months uh, it was brought in so that FEMA's in charge and he's not. Um, but who well, knows? <laughs> we know we know that uh, I've got the I've got the order number that Obama used in in his last in his last tenure that he used to reinstate it. It's there. It's searchable. One can prove it. And there is nothing that shows that Trump has ever rescinded that. So if he hasn't rescinded it, Trump didn't have to do anything. He was told when he came in, he was not in charge. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Was that an executive order? Pardon me? Was that an executive order? No, it's not an executive order. It goes through a different process, Robert. I know a guy, you know, a crazy guy called Rebel Madman who wrote an article about this way back when, and it's called, and the title of that article is, Once You Get On This Train, You Can't Get Off. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch some crazy madmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially with yeah, they're they very questionable. Oh, by the way, Michael, you're, you're, I read you five by five. You're crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> Good. It's with my phone now. I had all my equipment set up, everything, and man, there's there's something going wrong when they shut that down like that. Yeah, I think I agree. Yep. Yeah, there's something going on there because it, uh, you know, the for the last couple of weeks the signal's been going in and out, and it just seems like it was always at a point where uh, the good information was coming out. So maybe we'll have to do it by phone for now on, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Well, that's fine with me, guys. I, I mean, I enjoy this. And uh, oh, I was going to ask you guys: Are you guys? Do you guys want to come on my uh, Sunday show? That's what I was planning on. Robert, you still free? I can do it. Uh, depends on the Sunday. I work every other Sunday. This How's... Sunday being one of my ones. So, did you say you're, you're working, working this, this Sunday, Sunday, or you're free this Sunday? Yeah, I am working this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Okay. You want to kick well, it to hey, next yeah, Sunday, Mike? There... Yeah, let's do that. Let's kick it a Sunday, and because I would like to okay. have both you guys on anyway. So that would be, okay. I think, the sixteenth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sounds right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm down. I'll just change the date on my calendar because I had it in there already. All right. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good time will be had right. now. I think so, <laughs> and I might learn something. I know I will, Robert. Robert, I tell you what, I, and you know, I have been, you know, I'm going to kind of butter your toast here a little bit, Robert. I have been, since we first talked on Roger's show, I don't know how long, how many years back that was, probably at least four or five. I have been so very much impressed with you because you are ah. a person who takes nothing at face value. You research everything. You, you go look at things. And then you come back, and then you are willing to accept the truth for what it is. And I tell you what, if this country had a few hundred million more like you, we'd be in great shape. <laughs> well, your yeah. check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I agree with him, man. You, you really uh, bring a lot to the table. Really appreciate you being Robert, on with us. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that, that, it. I, 
I remember, uh, especially when I started talking about the Confederacy, and for those of you who don't know, our good friend Robert here is a black man. And when I first started talking about the Confederacy and some of the things on Roger's show, uh, Robert would ask me questions. Okay, where do you get that? Where do you get this? And where do you get that? I love that. I absolutely love it when people care enough to say, where did you get it? They don't just say, hey, you're nuts. You don't know anything. Robert always said, okay, show me the proof. And I have endeavored to do that over the years. I hope I have, Robert. And I've endeavored to do that. And Robert has accepted the truth where it is, and he has dealt with it. I tell you, again, Robert, uh, I'm really buttering your toast today, but, man, you don't know how much I appreciate that. Well, I, I appreciate your incredible intellect and your research uh, skill set is uh, about as good as I've ever heard and seen. I thought Roger was a hell of a researcher, but damn, you might give him a run for his money. Speaking of uh, where so. did you get that, uh, Mike, do you remember last week when we were talking about the seven uh, uh, points, I think it is, that, that determine a, a constitutional republic? Did you happen right. to dig and find that? I have not found that yet, Jim, much to my consternation, because here's the thing. I usually, when I put things in my notes, I usually put a source in there. Mm-hmm. And and somehow, so I can go back and double-check my own notes, I found those seven reasons, which are very, very reasonable reasons. I yeah. think they make all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. But now my problem is, is going back, and I spent like, uh, you know, two or three afternoons this last week trying to find the source of that. I will find it eventually, I promise. Hey, no problem. I'm sure you will. I just said it just uh, came to my mind when we were talking about that just now. But uh, I'm sure one well, of these days you know, we'll dig guys, it up. There are, there are some folks listening. I know they're listening because they send me text messages here about what we're talking about uh, or messenger messages. But here's the thing, and I have, uh, and those, there are a couple of people there who have attended my classes where I teach the Constitution. And when I begin a series of Constitution classes, the very first thing I tell the group when I start is the very first thing out of my mouth is don't believe a damn word I say. (laughs) Yep. I try to tell people the same thing about me. And then, then I say, go research everything. I don't care who tells you, go research it, find the document for yourself. And then, because I believe it was for me, I could have an instructor teach me something, but until I found the document, looked at it, put my own eyes on it, it didn't really register in with me as, as being historical fact. So that mm-hmm. is the reason. And I I asked a friend of mine this morning, uh, what other instructor that you have ever had that teaches you about the founding era of this country ever tells you not to believe a word they say? Oh, just about zero. Yeah, it's very seldom you hear that. Especially if they have a Ph.D. behind their name. (laughs) Yeah, post-old digger. Well, you know what that Ph.D. stands for, right? Pilot higher and deeper. Post-old digger. Yeah, you got it, Jim. Piles higher and deeper. Yep. Although there are exceptions. Yeah, there are a few. But uh, I've got a question for you, gentlemen, uh, seeing that we got the brain trust together here today. 
And I, I would like a philosophical question here. Is it possible to create a legal document with an illegal act? No. Wouldn't think so. Okay, what's your reasoning behind that? When you start out with illegal illegality, it just you can't go beyond that. It's the old uh, doing the right thing for the wrong reason or whatever. Um, it's not even that. Basically, if something's illegal, it's illegal, and everything is the fruit of the poison tree. You know, anything that comes from that well, is just as illegal. There you yeah. go, Jim. That was exactly going to be my point, especially since you were a uh, since you're a retired police officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the point. If you bring in evidence into a courtroom and you did not obtain that constitutionally, legally, or whatever phrase you want to use, it is thrown out and it said it is the fruit of the poisonous tree, as Jim, yeah. you alluded to very well. So, mm-hmm. again. How can we have a legal document that was established illegally? You're referring to the Constitution? Yep. <laughs> I certainly am. Yeah. They yeah. weren't send to, sent there to, to come up with something new. They were supposed to amend the Articles of Confederation, if I remember right. That is exactly true. That's what That was the orders that they were given. That is why I give all the credit in the world to Robert Yates and John Lansing Jr. from New York, who left about five weeks into the convention, and they wrote their reasons for living and they uh, leaving, and they said, we are leaving this convention because we believe, regardless of the wonderful people who are here, they are exceeding the authority of the people who sent them here. Mm. Exactly. And they put it, they put it in writing. Got to hand it to him. That and, takes guts. Oh, yeah, it does. That, that it did. Was, that, that, you know, uh, and, you know, they were alluding to Washington and Madison and Hamilton, the guys who were there. But everything they did exceeded the authority of the Articles of Confederation, which was the ruling document up until the ratification of the Constitution, it was still the ruling document. And even when it was ratified, it was an illegal document. Yeah. You know, nowhere in the in the Constitution does it say that the Articles of Confederation are hereby repealed. Right. And they're still and it was never officially done. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But they did it anyway. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and that is, uh, see, that's the thing, Jim, and you and I have discussed this on shows before. This is the thing that just, as soon as they started talking about a new constitutional convention, uh, I started thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah. And there's a big push out there right now. They're going to have a convention of states movement. And I've got some friends right. that are wrapped around that axle and they can't seem to see past the history they believe this garbage of limited constitutional conventions and things i said good luck with that didn't work the first time and ain't gonna work this time we had some relatively halfway decent people involved back then you know compared to today you know who's gonna be the delegates this time ain't gonna be your average joe schmo out on the street 
who actually believes in this country. It's going to be political, climbing, you know, ladder climbers and that kind of thing. And they'll yeah. be controlled by the big money interests, and it'll be drafted to, you know, make money for them. It'll just destroy this yeah. country. Yeah. Mark Levin is the one lead dog on that deal. Oh, yeah, big time. And, uh, of course, uh, as uh, Jim and I discussed, gosh, Jim, it's been probably three, four months ago, I guess, we yeah, had, we talked about this on this hour. And the thing about it was is both the right and the left got together at Harvard University in 2011 to really come out and push this thing. The Koch brothers pushed it from the right and Soros pushed it from the left, but they had the same goal in mind. Sure they do. You're just trying to figure out who's going to get the best deal. Yeah. So uh, here, here was the other thing is that the in so many ways they violated the Articles of Confederation, uh, and uh, the other and, and the ratification was about their the mode of ratification was a violation of the uh, Articles of Confederation. Almost everything they did, they violated the law. In the Virginia Ratification Convention, Patrick Henry brought this up, and the uh, chairman of the uh, Edmund Randolph uh, told Patrick Henry, it doesn't make any difference how they did it. It's still valid. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. It is. Wow. So here, here was the other thing. Article 13 said that uh, every state had to approve any action that was taken by the Congress. Every state. Rhode Island didn't even send anyone to the Constitutional Convention. So when Rhode Island didn't get there, they couldn't have started the convention until every state was there legally, but they started when there was only seven states there. There wasn't even a majority when they started the convention. Wow. Hmm. So, so how many wound up being there in total? Uh, there ended up being 11 total, but uh, also there were three delegates from New York. There was uh, Robert Yates, John Lansing Jr., and Alexander Hamilton. Well, when Lansing Jr. and Yates left, they didn't. New York didn't have a quorum, so New York had no representation from the middle of June on in the Constitutional Convention. So only so twelve states released. Yeah. Huh? So that was a violation of the Articles of Confederation, too. Uh huh. But hell, they didn't let that stop them either. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't let the facts get in the way. <laughs> yeah. That's a good story. Yeah, don't. And see, Jim, this is the thing that really, really bothers me is so many people in this country will say, and I heard it said a bunch of times when I was younger, that this Constitution was divinely inspired. Right. I yeah. don't see in any way in the world that the good Lord was going to back something that was corrupt. Exactly. Especially when it comes right out and says no religious test will be uh, required of uh, anybody who holds office. That right there. Well, you know who pushed that? 
know who. The crazy thing about Article 6, Clause 3, the religious test, was the fact that 12 out of 13 states under the Articles of Confederation had, before you could hold public office, you had to take an oath to the Christian faith. 12 out of 13. Rhode Island was the only one that you could hold office without taking an oath to the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Article 6, Clause 3, took that oath out of the federal government and out of the states as well. Mm. When, they wrote, when they wrote Article 6, Section 3, they did not have the authority, because, there was, because it was still the Articles of Confederation, they did, the, the people who were there did not have the authority to tell the states that they had to take the that they could not use the oath to the Christian faith. So my point has always been if 12 of 13 states had an oath to the Christian faith in their constitutions, what religion were the founders trying to get rid of? Christianity. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and to me, it's obvious, guys. I don't see how I don't see how people can look at look at it any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. And they accomplished their goal. Took and it right look what's out. happened as a result. Look what we have in Congress yeah. now, in all the well, cities in and the, the states. Uh, in, Critters. In the uh, in the North Carolina ratification convention, one of the gentlemen there. Uh, made the statement, and, and this is documented it's in the National Archives and the Library of Congress both, a gentleman at the North Carolina Ratification Convention says, if Article 6, Clause 3 is allowed to stand and it is ratified, eventually this government will be run by non-believers, pagans, and Muslims. Exactly, and look, you talk about prophetic. Yeah. That's where we're at. And they said and, that two hundred some know, odd years ago. That's what that's what baffles me about these people, guys. Some of these people were you want to talk about vision. And the other thing mm-hmm. was both New York and South Carolina in their added amendments that they sent to the first Congress, both of them put in provisions that would have changed the oath back to the oath of Christianity in the states and the federal government. And uh, the good old James Madison made sure that didn't get in. You mean the guy in the stage play? Uh, no, that's Hamilton. That's Hamilton. Oh, Madison. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Been to and his Robert, house. You did know Alexander Hamilton was black, right? I do now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, guys, I got another question for you. Uh-oh, here we go. Another one I can't answer. All right, here's, a, here's the next question. Was how Are you guys aware that we had a female founder? No. There are a couple of people that come to mind, uh, but I, would, I don't know if you call it a founder. I'm trying to think of the... Oh, Sybil Ludington is one person that comes to mind, and, um, man, there's another one, uh, shoot. Oh, can't remember her name, but go ahead. What uh, What are you thinking of? Well, well there was one woman uh, who wrote, actually wrote, uh, in opposition to the Constitution. Okay. Yeah, that's part. And when, 
And when she first started writing in opposition to the Constitution, uh, people thought it was a guy. They actually thought it was Elbridge Gary in Boston, Massachusetts. They thought it was Gary that was writing these. And they were, they were, they were so well written that Gary didn't tell anybody they weren't his. <laughs> Why did they think it was him? Was it his wife? No. Because probably Robert, because Elbridge Gary uh, refused to sign the uh, Constitution uh, when it was finished. Ah, so he could see that was crap. Right. So they they uh, thought it was uh, him because he was the only one in Massachusetts that had refused to sign it. So they thought oh, it see. must have been him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So who who was a mystery woman? Uh, Mercy Otis Warren. That's who I was thinking. Man, <laughs> I just could not remember her name. Mercy Otis Warren. Yep. And, and tonight on uh, uh, my uh, radio program tonight uh, on uh, Blog Talk Radio, we are going into deep detail on Miss Mercy Otis Warren. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was quite the woman from everything that I've heard. And, uh, well, the thing that the thing that really got to me, Jim, was she was she and her husband were very close friends with John Adams and Abigail. Mm-hmm. And after John Adams messed up the presidency, his rotundancy, as he was called, after he messed up the uh, messed up his president for four years, uh, he and Mercy Otis Warren got into an exchange of letters. And she ripped him apart. I, you know, if you really want some great entertainment and you want to see someone who was just absolutely brilliant, Mercy Otis Warren ripped him limb from limb. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. And the average American has no idea who she is or what she did or that she even existed. The average American is wearing a mask, Jim. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Mike, this is that mask. Is your governor still standing by uh, no mask mandate in uh, Georgia? Uh, You know, I haven't even heard, uh, you know, because I'm not going to wear one of those things, Robert, and uh, it's just not going to happen. I was thinking about I was thinking about getting myself a. t-shirt i like jim's card i love jim's card but in in that way i was going to have me a t-shirt printed that says uh i have a medical condition that will that prohibits me from wearing a mask but my trigger finger still works (laughs) (laughs) oh brent's calling in hey brent how you doing man brent you there Yep. Hey, um, I'm sure you got something you want to add in. We so seldom we get to hear from you. Glad you could make it, man. What's up? Well, uh, I couldn't listen on the computer or, or tune in, so I just wanted to listen. Oh, okay. Yeah, the um, we had some issues getting online with TuneIn. I haven't checked it lately, but I'm assuming it's still up. But uh, all right, yeah. If uh, if you just want to listen, that's cool. Just uh, yeah, see that you've muted yourself. That's cool. Um, and Mike, continue on. <laughs> yeah, I like that thing about the uh, the T-shirt. Um, 
you know, my thing is, you know, they say, well, I'm wearing a mask to protect you. And I said, well, I'm carrying a gun to protect you. <laughs> so we're even. Here, here, Jim, I think here's the point. And I've asked this, and I think the argument can be made with uh, uh, vaccines and with masks. And this point is very simple, that if you are wearing a mask or if you ta- you're taking a vaccine, then why do you care what I do? Exactly. Because you're, pro- yeah. you're you're protected. Yep. If it if it works and if you're protected, why worry about me? And of course, they always have the uh, the argument. Well, there's some people that can't wear it because of health issues, or they can't have a a vaccine because of health issues. So you have to be vaccinated to protect them. I said, don't really work that way, you idiot. <clears throat> but yeah, you know that's that's the the argument. But as far as I'm concerned. This country was founded on individual liberties, and I'm holding them to it. You know, that's that's what I signed up for, and I'm not letting them change the plan half, you know, halfway through the stream. Well, I would rather take the whole thing back to forget man and his government. Let's look at God and our exactly. uh, inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. God gave me the right, and I have not only the right, but the responsibility to take care of what God has given me. And I can't take care of it by wearing a face diaper. That's all there is to it. You know, there have already been cases well, of people, yeah. you know, getting really, really, really sick by wearing face masks. And there's no case to prove that somebody saved anybody by wearing one. Well, guys, look at Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> look at what's going on in Hawaii. You know, uh, they're 2,000 miles from their nearest neighbor. They had a very strict mandatory mask uh, rule in the in the islands and yet uh last week their uh covid rate was up over 700 percent so obviously masks don't work and distancing don't work but uh Uh, testing works great (laughs) you know they test every single person probably multiple times and they're using faulty tests that are tainted that produce false, you know, positives, so that they get a hundred and you know thirteen thousand dollars for every every positive test. They're making money hand over fist. There you go. I was supposed to go there for three well, weeks in September, and I canceled the trip because they want a you know a negative COVID test within seventy two hours of your arrival, or you have to cut you know uh, quarantine for two weeks in your room. I don't think so. Uh, you know, until they get some adult leadership, I'm not going back. Or you're not going back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Adult leadership, that's a rare commodity, buddy. I'm telling you what, yeah. in this day and age, even the Boy Scouts doesn't even have it anymore. <laughs> the wrong kind of adults. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Now the two. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, are down to family. the last couple of minutes, so, uh, you know, let's get Mike's websites. we got rebelmanman.com and, uh, um, shoot, uh, I forgot it again, but go to my website, your DIY Health, jobs. click on the links tab and scroll down. You'll find them both. <laughs> and Mike, you probably know it. Go ahead with it. Embracing the obvious. Exactly. And uh, Jim, uh, can I have a couple of friends of mine call you directly uh, about some health products sure. they would like to uh, talk with you about? Yeah, no problem. My, uh, my information is okay, on they, the website. Yeah. You probably got it. Just have them give me a buzz. All right, they will tell you up front that I asked them to call, okay? Okay, that's fine. 
Yeah, I, uh, I I talk to folks all the time, and I'm happy to do so. I don't charge for anything. The only thing they ever pay for is the products if they get them. And I'll sell them, send them all kinds of information they can use to research stuff and whatever they need. I'll make sure they have all the information well, they can to make an informed decision. I was talking about your products, and I had some questions that I couldn't answer. So I said, well, if I can't answer them, I know who can. Yeah, yeah, definitely have them give me a buzz. And if I can't, if I can't answer them, I'll figure out who can, too. <laughs> Jim, no problem. Hey, uh, Ram, if you don't go to Hawaii, that means you won't be getting any spam. I wouldn't have gotten any spam even if I went. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only thing i do is i go in the stores and take pictures of the shelves i just can't get over how many different kinds of spam they've got there they'll have a whole aisle that's nothing but spam from bottom to top it's crazy but i don't eat it breakfast uh, of champions it's the one place you can go where you can get spam at, in your mcdonald's happy meal they have spam and they have uh, pineapple with all the all the Happy Meals and all the combos and whatnot. It's crazy. It, uh, uh, it's weird, but uh, no, I'm going to the Smoky Mountains for two weeks instead. They're they're common cool. sense down oh, there. What, what part, Jim? I'm going to be right between Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg in the woods. <laughs> yep. Right there on the Cherokee Indian Reservation. Yipper. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I love it. I was there last year. We usually alternate every other year, the Smokies or Hawaii. But since Hawaii's being idiots, I'm gonna go to the Smokies twice in a row. Maybe more. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, good, sometime yeah. when we got some more some more time, I have a, I had a very good friend back in uh, years ago who was a, uh, a councilman on the Cherokee Indian Reservation. His name was Walter Rattler. And uh, uh, sometime I would like to, uh, uh, when we have the opportunity, to give you guys a little story about Walter. Sounds good. And yep. for some reason, yep. the music didn't start playing, and uh, we're off the air. <laughs> but uh, yep. I just wanted to tell everybody thanks for being here, and uh, take care of your bodies, because it's the only place you have to live, and we'll see you on Monday, because tomorrow's a replay. So, Mike, thanks for being here. Uh, Robert and uh, Brent, thanks for being here, and all you listeners, same here. Take care, and God bless. 